Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. o'clock east 12 o'clock central we have baseball starting in about an hour from now and we talked some dfs here on the show we're going to hear from kike hernandez of the boston red sox coming up here in a couple of minutes but davis uh, nhl starts tonight the nhl season is here a couple of games tonight and we were following that at the end of last year feels like it just ended and now here it is again starting well the the same thing for basketball right i i saw this uh on Saturday, but do you remember? Do you remember that uh, that iconic photo of Jimmy Butler in the finals, where he's exhausted and he's leaning over mm-hmm. the paneling? Someone said that was a year ago, and I was like, "There's no way. There's no way that can be true." And it is. It is true that the bubble finals in Orlando was a year ago. So we played in it. We 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 did that whole season, and then we compressed the off season, and then we compressed the regular season and the 72 games, like it, it is unreal uh, what, uh, you know, the, the COVID restart has done to seasons that were underway in March of 2020. So, you know, true in soccer, true in hockey, true in basketball. It is, uh, it is just, it's, uh, it's just been crazy, but we're, I, we're finally back to, I think a, a real schedule for, for basketball and hockey now. Yep, looks that way tonight. Uh, we're going to preview these games coming up. George Kurtz will join us in five minutes. Uh, three baseball elimination games today. That's where we begin in terms of our headlines. And the first game starts at 2 o'clock Eastern between the White Sox and Astros. How about the Raging Cajuns taking on Appalachian State? Both teams are 4-1. and one. App State is a slight favorite. I see four on FanDuel. NHL opening night. I went to ESPN.com today. Was shocked to see anything on the NHL on ESPN.com. And I forgot that. The NHL is back on ESPN. I guess that's why. Uh, John Gruden, his time as a head coach in the NFL appears to be over. Uh, he ends up resigning after uh, inflammatory emails that were sent a little bit over a decade ago or close to it. And uh, Rich Bisaccia is named the interim coach there. Big story in baseball last night, no question. The Boston Red Sox, huge underdogs in the series. Of course, to the Tampa Bay Rays, they've taken out the Yankees. And then last night, they took out the Rays. And the walk-off shot was a sacrifice fly from Kike Hernandez, who talked about the environment in Boston. This place is special. And I'm glad it took this long for me to realize that. Because at the beginning of the year, it just, you know, I, I played here two series. I mean, I played here in the World Series for the first time in my career. And then... In 19, we started the second half. I think we started the second half here. And, you know, when, when you're on the road, you don't really realize, like, unless the place is, like, crazy loud or whatever, you don't really realize how loud it is. And when we came in the World Series, like, things did not go our way, the two games that we played here. And, like, I didn't even have time to, re- to like, think about how loud this place was, mainly because it was way too cold. I was like, oh my goodness, we just went from like 80 degree weather to like 30 degree weather because those game, those two games here were freezing. So I never really had time to think about it. And then 19, the team wasn't playing that great. So like, and we won that series. So it, we didn't, we never allowed them to, to, to get that loud. And it was, I don't, I don't even remember when it was that we got 100% capacity back. But like, once we got that 100% capacity back, like, you just felt it, you know, you just, couldn't wait to, to for seven ten to, to to come to like get going and start a game, especially when like when when we play better teams and um, this place gets rocking, man. This place gets rocking, and this place is a lot of fun to play in, and not that fun to play in when you're when you're a road team. And that 
gives us a little bit of an advantage, and I'm glad I'm, I'm wearing white when we play here. I mean, Davis, I'm not sure what you're going to do here. If Houston makes it, Houston, Boston, I mean, the lesser of two evils, who would you have at that point? Lesser of two evils. I mean, you know what? I want to have I want to have, uh, have Boston lose a World Series just for the Bill Simmons tweets. I think that's I think that's what I'm in there for. Like them them losing uh, and then Bill Simmons getting mad is uh, that that's what I that's what I'm signed up for the baseball playoffs for. Yeah, I, I mean we're really heading down a road we haven't been in a while. I mean, can you imagine if the Dodgers lose tonight to the Giants? And we basically, what do we have? The two teams that got there last year done. All, and we're not even in the AL or NLCS. I mean, a, a Giants Astros World Series? <laughs> like, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll be interested. I'll want to watch. But this was not really the setup going into the postseason, right? Didn't feel like it. No, no. I mean, it didn't. Didn't it feel like we were set up for the Dodgers, White Sox, and that was going to be, you know, the the conclusion of the season. The white, the White Sox, uh, definitely the story of the American League. I thought, and then the Dodgers with the trade for Scherzer and Turner, and you know, Kershaw, and oh, the you know, Pools is on the team. Like it felt like they were the story of the National League, and then you know, we're going to be. Uh, imagine, imagine the ratings for a for a Rays Giants World Series final. Uh, you know, M- MLB is not rooting for that. Well, Rays are out, but yes, Houston, Houston, San Francisco. The only people watching uh, in the American League would be the people in Houston. <laughs> Maybe I guess people would watch to root against Houston. I don't know. Really interesting to see. Uh, definitely some new teams, it looks like, headed to the World Series. And I'd be a little worried about L.A. at this point down in the Series 2, going back to San Francisco no matter what, even if they lose this game. All right, uh, plenty more to come here on the show. couple of games tonight in the NHL. We get our first look at the Seattle Kraken. What do they bring to the table? George Kurtz joins us. Tell us that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The 2021-22 NHL season gets started tonight, which means, of course, we have to bring in our resident expert to give us a preview of the season, both from a fantasy standpoint, a little daily fantasy discussion, and just kind of what's going on with the NHL. George Kurtz will be refereeing, hopefully, and, and catching some of these games tonight. Also, a huge story, the debut of the Seattle Kraken. George, thanks for coming on the show. How are you? Oh, my pleasure. And happy hockey day to you, Greg. Yeah, well, it's it's it, you know in this household it's huge. We everybody you know we we put coats on. We uh, we make the house really cold. You know, I mean we we have all the traditions that you would normally do in Florida for hockey. Hey, you know what? You're in South Florida now. Tampa Bay has won the cup the last two seasons. That's more or less what Central Florida, Northern. So not really your neck of the woods. 
But right. a lot of people think the Florida Panthers, they're a team that uh, you know, they lost to the Lightning last year in the second round of the playoffs, that they're a team to watch, that they might be a team this year. That, I don't want to say it comes out of nowhere. That's not fair. But that it becomes a legitimate threat. The problem for the Panthers is Tampa Bay's in your division. Boston's in your division. Toronto's in your division. Montreal, who made the Stanley Cup finals last year, is in your right. division. It is the division from hell. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Uh, you know, Panthers, we're still waiting for, you know, another cup run here. Hopefully it happens over the next couple of years. Um, I do want to talk more about the uh, Seattle Kraken here before we get to a DFS look for tonight. Uh, expansion sports is just really interesting, George, in general, because we don't get this a lot in the NBA and Major League Baseball and the NFL. What What is Seattle up against this season, you know, based on the expansion draft, based on who they have? I know they're a huge underdog in, in game one, and they'll be a huge underdog, I'm guessing, all season long. But the NHL has kind of made it in the sense where if it's anything like Vegas, they kind of have a chance to compete a little bit, don't they? They should have. Now, it depends on who you're talking to here. When Vegas came in, it's true. The other you know, 30 teams had no idea what was going on with the expansion draft. All right, how they were going to work it. And they worked it, Vegas worked it to their advantage like no other team we've ever seen. They leveraged everything. Anything they can get on you, they got from you. You want us to eat your cap? Okay, we want two first-round picks. We want this guy. We want your firstborn. That's how they approached it. Seattle didn't really go that direction. Now, if you believe, if you want to listen to Ron Francis, the general manager of Seattle, he'll tell you, well, other teams, they were used to that. They, they got better at it. You know, they weren't willing to offer that. Yet the teams will tell you, oh, it was out there, but Seattle wanted more. You know, they wanted your first child and your second child, maybe your house, too, and your car. Uh, that sort of thing. They wanted a lot. And that's what we'd heard from rumors, really, all throughout the process. And then Seattle ended up not making those kinds of deals. And therefore, they're not going to be anywhere near as good as what Vegas was year one. And Vegas went to the cup finals. It was nuts. We'd never seen something like that. Craig, odds are Seattle's a pretty bad team this year. They have a lot of work that needs to be done. They're good in goal. I don't think they'll give up a ton of goals, but their forwards lack a lot. Of, they're not going to score a lot of goals. Defense could be an issue as well, especially if injuries hit, and we know they will. Seattle is not going to be anywhere near what Vegas was. The only good news for Seattle, A, well, they don't have a lot of uh, a lot of money on their cap. They're going to go be heavy players with free agency after the season. But also, they play in probably the weakest division in the NHL, the Western Conference. It's not going to help them. They're not making the playoffs this year. But uh, still, I don't think they'll be utterly terrible either. All right. Well, let's take a look at the DFS action for tonight. And again, it's a two-game slate. So, uh, you know, this is this is all new to me. I, I usually on FanDuel don't play a ton of NHL, but this will help some people who are thinking about dipping their toe in tonight. Let's take a look at some pricing here over on FanDuel. And, of course, with Crosby out tonight at center, your options are Point, Malkin, uh, Carlson, and Carter. Uh, we got uh, Point at 7,600, Malkin 5,900, Carlson 5,400, and then Carter at 4,900. And, again, you know, this is all sort of new for a lot of people, George, in terms of playing this. I know, you know, of course, DFS and hockey has been out for some time. But if somebody's jumping in for the first time tonight, which direction would you go there? Well, uh, Malkin's also out, by the way. He's out longer than Crosby. Crosby, they at first they said he's going to be out all of uh, October. And now it looks like he's just out for the road trip, and we'll take it day by day after that. Malkin, first report was he's out till December. And you know, so I, listen, I think the Penguins are a fade all year long. I don't think they're going to be all that great a team. Actually, your two superstars are already banged up. You tell me these guys are going to play 70-plus games? Eh. But as for tonight, uh, I said Tristan Jarry and Nett, we. He lost a starting job last year at least once, maybe twice. They're going to give up some goals here. So you're looking at your Tampa Bay Lightning here. Braden Point, if the Tampa Bay Lightning didn't have Steven Stamkos, didn't have Nikita Kucherov, we would be talking about Braden Point. He's a fantastic player. Uh, he just doesn't get enough love because they have Stamkos. We all know Stamkos. You all know Kucherov, one of the top five players in the NHL. Point is a top 10 player, top 12 player. He is that good. Tough to keep point out of your lineup here. I'd be looking up and down for your lightning here. I don't think I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh at all, other than maybe Chris Letang. All right, let's take a look at the wings here for some options here. And you mentioned, of course, Kucherov, who is 8,600 tonight on FanDuel. Stamkos is 7,500. Uh, we also have Pacioretty at 7,300. Uh, we also have Stone at 7,000. Rust is 6,200. And then Pallet at 5,900. As you can tell, uh, I'm speaking your language, George, and not mine here with the uh, with the pricing tonight. You were pretty good, though, outside of uh, Andre Pallot. You, you were pretty good. So Pallot's the one guy I'm looking at here because he's the cheaper guy. We're going to need some cheap players here. 
Palat, uh, I don't want to, once again, I don't want to say he had a breakout last year, uh, year last year, but he was really good, uh, better than we expected. And they needed that. That's what Tim Bay needed because Kucherov was out the entire uh, season, because Stamkos was hurt for about six to eight weeks at the end of the season. Uh, Tim Bay has that kind of depth. This is why it's not fair. It's just not fair. These guys who aren't superstars became stars last year. So Palat is somebody who's going to be in my lineup tonight. You want to spend on Kucherov? That's fine. He's a top five player in the NHL. He's fantastic. Him and Stamkos taking those one-timers on power plays in a slot is fantastic. It's great. I don't know if you can afford both here. So I think Palat's going to have to be in a lot of lineups here. Like I said, I like Ryan Rust, but who's getting on the puck? Can't say it again. No Crosby. No Malkin. Don't like anybody on Pittsburgh in this game. Plus, you're going up against Vasilevsky. He's the best goaltender in the NHL, and I'm not sure it's close. Hmm. All right. Well, let's close it out here and see if we can find some uh, defensemen here. We have Hedman at 6,700. Petrangelo is 6,400. Theodore, it says he's day-to-day here, George. You'll tell me if he's playing tonight in this Seattle-Vegas game, 6,200. Latang is 5,800. And uh, Giordano I have here, 4,600. And you see some other options there tonight. So let's close it out here with uh, defensemen tonight in this two-game slate. Yeah, Giordano is on Seattle. He was one of their picks in the expansion draft. A very good player uh, from the Calgary Flames there. Uh, more of a captain type, type guy here. 4,600. I'm kind of interested, but I don't see Seattle scoring many goals tonight against Robin Leonard and Vegas. So I go to the Vegas uh, route. Theodore is a game time decision. So, Craig, we're probably not going to find out till later on tonight, you know, pregame skate. You know, one thing in the NHL, it's worse than football and baseball, by the way. Everything's state secrets. They, they don't tell you anything for some reason. It's really it's, it's annoying how they keep everything until the pregame skate about a half hour before the game. That's when you can find out you follow the right beat writers. You'll know if the guy's going to play at night. I think he does, but it wouldn't shock me if Vegas goes, we're going to beat them anyway. Let's give him a couple of days off here. But Theodore will be in my lineup if he plays. All right, so let's let's end with this. Who who is your your call to win it all here this year, George? I mean, it's just as easy as going with Tampa Bay or any other long shot possibilities here for the season. It certainly goes through Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, I'm not going to pick them because I'm going to be a little different here. But Tampa Bay, they're going to be there. They're a great team as long as they stay healthy. I said they have the best goaltender in the NHL. They have great forwards. They have you think Victor Hedman for DFS. He's a great defenseman. But I think Colorado gets the monkey off their back this mm. year. Right. I know they got wiped out by Vegas and Vegas will be around as well, by the way. I think those are three of your uh, top four final teams there. But Colorado gets the monkey off their back. They're very much like very much like the Tampa Bay Lightning. The only question for Colorado for me is Darcy Kemper. They signed him in free agency. They let Grubauer go. Kemper gets hurt each and every year. Fine during the regular season. Just be healthy in the playoffs. Give me the avalanche over the Lightning. Wow, there it is. George picks the Colorado Avalanche to win it all in 2022. By the way, a lot of hockey coverage tonight coming up. Of course, our good friends Gabe Morency, Cam Stewart, they got you covered. Follow George on Twitter at George Kurtz for the latest in the NHL right here on SportsGrid. George, thank you again for coming on. Appreciate it. Enjoy opening night. We'll, ch- we'll catch up again soon. My pleasure, Craig. Anytime. All right. George Kurtz with us. Of course, uh, his Yankees are out of the baseball playoffs. So, unfortunately for George, is having to watch... You know, these uh, the Red Sox race series. I, I know it's tough for him for sure. Uh, OK, we'll take a quick we'll take a quick break here on the show. More fantasy sports today. Davis will join me back next. Giving you your U.S. recommended daily allowance of the winning edge. 24 hours a day. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So Davis and I hit on the waiver wire, and I'm sure tomorrow we'll be discussing more of this, but there's also an important exercise, I think, for a lot of people who are getting ready to set their lineups this week, and Davis, no doubt, 12, 15-team leagues. You know, after more than a month of the season, it's probably time to start evaluating the players that you have, and you know, some players that you felt good about at the beginning of the season are just kind of hanging on and hanging on and waiting I mean, I don't know. For you, when does it come the point of cutting specific players that you were high on? For me, I mean, it's pretty much now. There there are too many players that are sitting out there on the waiver wire that are producing or that are in better spots that I think decisions probably have to be made at this point. Yeah, I mean, I am fine cutting guys who have been non-productive, especially if I have, you know, if let's say, for example, you have a team with Saquon Barkley, uh, Michael Gallup and Jerry Judy. You don't really want to cut Gallup. You don't really want to cut Judy, especially if you've been holding on to them up until this point. Now you have to deal with Saquon maybe being out for two or three weeks, and, and you have some hard decisions. So I, I tend to try and keep talented but injured players over you know your, uh, your Sterling Shepherds, your Demarcus Robinsons, you know, kind of these – Guys who you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll toss them in and maybe hope for a touchdown. Like, I, I don't want to have a ton of guys like that on my roster. So it, it tends to be kind of uh, roster-specific injuries being one of the biggest question marks. Sure. And, and by the way, as we go through these players, feel free to use any qualifiers, Davis, 12-team, 15-team league. And, you know, that's definitely part of everybody's conversation. If you're playing with huge rosters, you may not cut these people. If you're playing with short rosters, you may have already cut some of these guys. So let's kind of go through them here a little bit. Let's start off with Trey Sermon of the San Francisco 49ers and uh, a player that was basically drafted as a potential starting running back this season. That has not worked out at all. 31 carries, 135 rushing yards. He does have one touchdown and he's off this week too. He will play week seven against the Colts. That would seemingly be a pretty decent matchup. We know that Mostert is out for the season. We're also getting closer to to seeing maybe if Jeff Wilson Jr. comes back. I feel like we're probably a month away from that. Um, you know, Elijah Mitchell is certainly there. We don't know who's going to be a quarterback for the 49ers in two weeks from now. And so Trey Sermon becomes a player at this point, Davis, that essentially has not produced, has not showed. The coaching staff has been really interested in using him full-time. Uh, is he best served at this point for for a Ramondre Stevenson, for a Devontae Booker? Is it time to cut bait with Trey Sermon? So I don't. I don't think that it is time to cut bait on Trey Sermon, and this is why. The most recent thing that Kyle Shanahan said after the loss to the Arizona Cardinals this weekend, he said, we're hoping for late November on Jeff Wilson Jr. So if, uh, I mean, late November, we're talking about week 12, week 13, uh, they are going to be maybe getting uh, Jamichael Hasty back. Remember, he had he actually played the passing downs there in Week One, but then he suffered a high ankle sprain in that game. So I think for at least the next two weeks, Trey Sermon is going to be would be considered the the handcuff running back in San Francisco. And guess what? Handcuff running backs in San Francisco, even if they're not getting any playing time still a guy you want, right? You know, we know that they have this really productive rushing game. We know, they, especially if Trey Lance is the quarterback, they're going to want to be running a lot. They're definitely not going to want to be airing that ball out. Uh, their schedule gets easy. I believe they have a game, you know, coming up against the Lions, some of these other bottom feeder teams in the NFL. So I I would not be cutting Trey Sermon. Um, I guess a, an, an area where I would, you know, let's say my team is two and three, and maybe I have a Saquon Barkley injury and I like, I just need some points at running back. Maybe I need Darrell Williams. Maybe I need Jarek McKinnon. Maybe I need you know, Kyle Juszczyk, right? Some, you know, I just need some points 
Uh, if I needed immediate points, I would cut Sermon. But if I was feeling good about my team, looking like I was going to make the playoffs, I would want to hold on to him. Okay, let's move over to the Las Vegas Raiders, who foolishly gave Kenyon Drake a few million dollars this season to do what exactly? I'm not sure, because he's got 24 carries and 57 rushing yards. And even without Jacobs, the only thing that he's done well is catch a few balls out of the backfield. Once Jacobs came back, comes, has come back, he's done nothing. They have two matchups coming up at Denver and at the Eagles. We know that he is the handcuff without a doubt, Davis, uh, to Josh Jacobs. But even as the starter, he has not produced. And so, you know, he's still owned in, in a lot of leagues. But if you need to make a move, I mean, would you cut Kenyon Drake at this point? I mean, could you even start him even if Jacobs was out? If Jacobs was out, I do think that you could start him because Peyton Barber himself is dealing with an injury and was not active last week. So, you know, it would kind of be a a, a last man standing type thing. But, you know, actually, despite the fact that Drake has been a little bit more productive, I would definitely cut him ahead of Sermon because I basically don't see any way that Kenyon Drake, you know, any given week, I don't think he'll ever project for like 15 PPR points, right? I think best case scenario with Kenyon Drake on a given week, you're probably hoping for 13 carries and 45 yards, four receptions and 40 yards and a touchdown, right? That That's kind of your best case scenario for a Kenyon Drake week. So I, I'm not rushing to cut him at this point. But for example, if, um, you know, if he was cut this week in my league and my, my running back group had two guys I like to start, Trey Sermon, Daryl Williams and Kenneth Gainwell. I don't think I would cut any of those guys to pick him up just kind of as, as an example there. So I I'm middling on him, uh, but, but would lean hold, especially while Peyton Barber is injured. All right, let's move over to the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Rager was so good in college. I thought he was going to be a star, but here we are more than a month into the season and it just doesn't appear to be happening. 17 receptions, 140 receiving yards. He has one touchdown. He could have had another if he would have stayed in bounds. They play the Buccaneers coming up on Thursday night. They get week seven against the Raiders. Uh, right now, he's a non-startable player in fantasy. Even if you started four or five receivers, you wouldn't be starting Rager. Devonta Smith is clearly more talented and getting more looks than him. But the Philly always seems to be lacking that second receiver. Eventually, Davis is Rager it. Or is it time to just hit the wire, find somebody else, and let him go? So again, I, I would lean more cut than keep on Jalen Rager. Uh, he did get eight targets, five catches, 53 yards against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, that was a game where they needed to throw. But you would you would have thought that uh, losing that entire game to Kansas City the team scores 30 points, you would have thought like, okay, like Rager is, uh, you know, Rager is going to have a good game here, but Devonta Smith gets 10 targets. Kenny Gainwell gets eight. Zach Ertz gets eight. Quez Watkins gets seven. So only one target in that game for Jalen Rager. I, I think I would lean on the side of cutting him if there was like a guy I liked on the waiver wire, right? Like, so, so this is, this is going to be in a 14 team league, probably not cutting him. 12-team mm -hmm. league with 16 roster spots. I think he probably is better left for the waiver wire right now. Yep, makes sense. All right, let's move on to a name we never thought we'd be bringing up in fantasy a year or two ago, but here we are. Odell Beckham Jr., Cleveland Browns, 2021. Nine catches, not last week, on the season, nine catches. 124 receiving yards. He has no touchdowns. They play the Cardinals this week. They play the Broncos in week seven. Um Certainly can't start Odell Beckham in any league at this point. I mean, I mean, do you keep him on name value here? I mean, he literally has no stats <laughs> this season. He's done nothing. Yeah, I'm definitely not cutting Odell Beckham at this point. You know, first, he had nine and seven targets uh, in each of his first two games back from injury. He also, they, they worked him in as, um, as a receiver, or a, as a rusher, rather. He got... Uh, jet sweeps in both of those games and he also played 81 percent of the snaps I think that probably it, it ends up equaling out he ends up being kind of like a 12 13 point per game guy now I mean to be clear Odell Beckham has really not been good as a member of the Cleveland Browns he's been he's played 26 games as a member of the Cleveland Browns he has two games with more than 100 yards so that's that's not good 
but I, I can't cut him because who, who am I cutting him for at this point? If would I cut him for Kadarius, Tony, if that was my decision, sure. My guess though, is that probably you do have a worse wide receiver on your roster than Odell. Okay. And then finally quarterback, let's go to Justin Fields. A lot of people drafted him at the end of their draft, probably keeping him as their QB two on a wing and a prayer. Uh, but the numbers obviously are not good. 458 passing yards, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, two interceptions. They're not showing really a lot of interest in throwing the ball that much in Chicago. They play the Packers this week, the Buccaneers. That's a pretty daunting schedule. And so, uh, you, you know, your team is littered with injuries, 12-team league. You drafted Fields in a redraft league at the beginning of the season. Would you cut him this week if you had to? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely cut him. Not because I think he's terrible or like, oh, you know, it's a bears made it a, a bad pick or whatever, but because the entire thesis behind drafting fields was that he was going to be utilized as a rusher and he hasn't been <laughs> the, the most he has run was in the game where he came in for Andy Dalton as, as like a relief pitcher. Andy Dalton got injured in that week two game and he ran 10 times for 31 yards after that, he has run three times for 12 yards, three times for nine yards, and three times for four yards. And they haven't even been – like the Bears' offense has just been bad and not good to watch. They've been playing this very conservative, like 1940s-style single T. Like it's just – it's I don't know. Whatever Matt Nagy is doing is not how I would run their offense. But, yeah, I would, I would cut fields. Yeah, and uh, it's a shame because Fields a ton of talent at Ohio State. I'm sure we'll see it eventually, just probably not with this current regime. Okay, we got to take a quick break here on the show. When we come back next, it's time for us to do some fantasy or reality. We'll also hear from Evan Longoria, the third baseman of the San Francisco Giants, give you a preview of tonight's Dodgers-Giants game. Stay on SportsGrid. More fantasy sports today. Coming up next. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The only run scored last night between the San Francisco Giants and Los Angeles Dodgers was a home run off the bat of Evan Longoria, no stranger to big games with Tampa Bay, including the World Series. And Longoria talked about going into this game today with a chance to knock out the Dodgers. Um, I mean, it's, it's really no different than it's been all year. I mean, th th that's a really good baseball team. Um, you know, they, they bounced back um, after our game one win. Um, you know, and, and the offense showed up. So um, we definitely know that they're they're not going to roll over. Um, you know, they, they they've been down before and, and figured out ways to come back, and, and they've definitely got the players to do it. So um, you know, again, hopefully <clears throat> tomorrow, as a group, we come out and, and try and kind of get on top and, and uh, you know 
silence this crowd here a little bit. And um, uh, but you know, it's not going to be easy. Davis, this is one series I do hope that goes five. You know, I I think the other ones, like if Atlanta won today, I'd be like, all right, you know, cool. Um, if Houston wins today, I'd just be like, all right, yeah, they're probably going to win anyway. But I'm kind of like want this to end with a game five on Thursday night, don't you? I Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're a little bit robbed that this was the divisional series game. I mean, this doesn't this seem like a, a much better series for the – championship series i mean all, all due respect i don't care about the brewers and i don't really care about the braves either like uh the braves without ronald acuna jr and the brewers scoring like 0.7 runs per game in the playoffs like it just doesn't it just doesn't really do it for me uh and the the dodgers versus their divisional thorn in the side uh giants i mean that that to me is a much better series so i agree with you i, I think it's better for five but the the biggest bummer to me and we haven't even talked about it because we've been so football-focused. But Clayton Kershaw not pitching in the postseason, right. huge bummer for me because, you know, I, I love Clayton Kershaw. And my – I mean, my favorite thing to do is that the, these donkeys who believe that Kershaw is a bad postseason pitcher, when Kershaw has pitched in the postseason over the last couple of years, you've gotten these amazing lines on him because the public is is betting against Kershaw in these playoff games. So I feel like I, I'm I'm being costed a little bit of money. Yeah, how about in us doing this show, uh, Davis, in May, and saying that the Dodgers are playing in the National League Championship Series, and uh, Clayton Kershaw is not pitching a game, Trevor Bauer is not pitching a game, but Max Scherzer is for LA, right? Like, <laughs> try putting that one together back in May. What a and and, and Walker Bueller is going to pitch on three days rest. Yeah, they, I mean, the Dodgers are supposed to be stacked. I'm worried about them, man. I'm, I'm worried that this is just not their year, but they could certainly win tonight for sure and then go back to San Francisco Thursday night. That would be a good ratings game for sure. All right, turn it over to Brett Levy for Fantasy or Reality. We've got quite a busy Tuesday in sports with three game fours in the MLB and NHL's opening night and the Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons news over the last 24 hours, John Gruden's news over the last 24 hours. So then the Sun Belt put this Tuesday night game on the schedule. They were probably expecting a few more eyeballs, but Davis, we'll start with you. You will watch Tuesday night football between App State and Louisiana Lafayette, is this a fantasy or reality? So for right now, I am I am undecided. I will watch this game if my buddy who is super into um, college football has a bet on it. So if if I if I text him a little bit later and he's like, oh yeah, you know my numbers have App State or Louisiana as like a good side, you know you you should bet this game. Then I will bet on it. And I will watch it. If I don't have a bet on it, I won't. I, I actually was thinking, you know, we, we talked about the James Bond movie last week. But I, I think I decided I do want to go see it. I, I haven't been to a movie in so long. And I just got thinking about going to movies. Like, man, I just, I just really want to go get a slushie and the popcorn and go sit and watch a movie. So I, I, might, uh, I might actually go do that tonight. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I'm undecided. I'm undecided right now, Craig. Yeah, interesting there. A little pivot there on the uh, on Kadarius Tony and movies over the last week or two. Interesting pivots. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm 100% out on this game. Everybody knows I love college football, but let's get real. Uh, Tuesday night is is not meant for college football until the baseball postseason is over, and then we got Mac attacks on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm I'm well aware as to how college football works, but I got little league tonight. We're back on the field. I got baseball tonight. Uh, my wife really is loving this, uh, the morning show on Apple TV. So she's dragging me into this. It's actually a pretty good show. Uh, we're trying to do one episode a night. Um, love college football. Watched so much football this weekend. Probably the most I've watched in years this past Saturday and Sunday. This is one I got to so push good. to the side. Yeah, I, I got to push this one to the side. Honestly, I may have to push Thursday night to the side too. I mean, Saturday and Sunday forced a forced a wife out shopping day like like you know that you know that that could get rough after a few weeks acceptable for one 
every Sunday. I don't know. I'm out on this game tonight. I'll, I'll just you, you'll tell me who ended up winning this one. I can tell you that both teams are good. I can tell you they're going to run a lot. I can tell you there's going to be a lot of points, but I have no idea. Out tonight, Brett, on this game, Tuesday night. Got to be. All right. Well, the Seattle Kraken make their NHL debut tonight. They stole their goalie from you, Craig, down in South Florida. So we'll start with you for this one. The Seattle Kraken will make the NHL playoffs. We saw this with the Golden Knights a few years ago in their debut season. They defied the odds, made the playoffs. The Kraken will do the same. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, so so I'm not the person who really asked for this, so this is a guess. Uh, I will say fantasy because this would really destroy the notion of expansion teams coming into leagues and then having two different teams both make the playoffs in the NHL in the last decade. Uh, I'm going to say fantasy here. I don't know a ton about them. And uh, George, who was on the show earlier, uh, you know, basically mentioned that Seattle did not set themselves up in the same way that Vegas did initially. Vegas, clearly a lot of pressure also to succeed right out of the box in that city to make people come build a fan base there. Seattle, I mean, let's let's be honest, this is not the most passionate sports city in the world. You know, people are going to come when they have free time. It's the Pacific Northwest. There are other things to do. Uh, do they love sports? Sure. Is it a little niche in Seattle? I think so. Let's also not forget they lost their NBA team because people didn't want to go to those games as well. I will say fantasy in year one. But again, Davis, I am probably not the right person to ask here. I'll just say that they finish around 500, which is not good enough to get in. Aren't they actually a pretty good sports city? Uh, they 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 didn't they didn't lose the they did not lose the Seattle SuperSonics because people didn't go. And by the way, I mean, I'm saying this as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan who benefited from it, but they lost that team because the guy who owns the Oklahoma City Thunder is basically a criminal. I mean, basically what Clay Bennett and uh, the NBA did to the Seattle Supersonics was it was it was basically criminal. Um, if you if you read into it, it was extremely crooked what they did. Uh, so I, I will say that, you know, you mentioned like, oh, you know, this isn't necessarily good for expansion teams to make the playoffs. But what what happened with the Vegas Golden Knights is that it allowed all these teams to get good players who were just overpaid off their roster. So it actually ended up benefiting those teams a lot. Like, uh, you know, the, the Vegas Golden Knights, what they they won the the Stanley Cup their first year. And it was because they, they, they were 24 deep with, like B plus players, all who were making a ton of money. They were all all veterans. You know, they had no young guys on the roster. I can't I can't say that I know all the guys on this roster a ton. Like I, you know, I, I can't say I know every single player, but I'm I'm looking through here and I'm I like recognize some of these names. You know, Grubauer, pretty decent goalie. Uh, you know, they have a lot of guys uh on their forward line who were like good. NHL players, I, I don't think any of them were are I don't think they seem as good as that Golden Knights team. But I, I'm gonna go reality. They do make the playoffs because of how the rules were set up for them to come into the league. All right. Our last question of the day. It's been reported and we've seen some photos on the internet that uh Mr. Big and Carrie Bradshaw, that is from Sex in the City. Uh, are getting back together. They've been filming in Paris. So we got to ask, and Davis, we'll start with you for this one. People still care about Mr. Big and Carrie Bradshaw. There's been a few movies. Uh, Sex and the City was on TV in the 90s, but people still care. Davis, is this a fantasy or reality? I got to say, no one, uh, no one that I know cares at all. Uh, I, I, uh, I do not care. I do not care at all. Um, you know, I, I don't think that my, I don't think my yeah, lady friend would care at all. Certainly none of my friends care at all. I think we were, a, a, I think that's kind of like an older millennial thing. Like I, I bet like uh, 35 year olds probably who were like watching sex in the city when they were like freshmen in college and stuff. I bet, I bet people who are slightly older than me care, but no one, no one I know cares about sex in the city, uh, about Carrie Bradshaw. Like I, I don't even think she like would register for most people who are 28, 29 years old. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to come off the wrong way with this. Um, 
I do feel like that this show, because of the women that were on the show, and it's all based around women and their uh, experiences, that I think there will be a great amount of people that are interested. My wife is not a good measure of this because she'll watch any of this stuff on, on TV. She'll 100% want to see this, um, the new Sex in the City movie. But I, I do feel like that this is like a Bravo TV show. Like this is like, this is just not something that I would watch, but I feel like a large percentage of the female persuasion will be very interested uh, who are in their, by the way, late 30s and 40s in seeing another sex in the city for sure. So I will say they still do care, but I would not think that any Davis of your buddies or any of my buddies, or any of Brett's buddies, or any of Greg, maybe Greg Sussman, maybe Greg Sussman, but maybe Mike Cardano's buddies would be interested in in, in seeing this. They would rather see, uh, you know, a football game of some kind, uh, you know, any, any of these, you know, Game of Thrones type shows, streaming something. I, I, I just, the only way that I would get sucked into this is that if I walked in our bedroom and it was on and I'm like, oh, okay, I have no shot. And then, da and Davis, I ain't grabbing that remote to change it. You know, that's that's definitely not going to happen. I'm not sure, that. that's off limits. Yeah, no, 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 no. I am the remote controller, but if something's already on, if, if I try and change it and put a football game on, like Saturday Night College Football or whatever, I get like the, whoa, I'm in the middle of this. What do you, you can't do, just go watch that somewhere else. You have an office, go watch it. All right, fine, I'll go watch it in the office. So long story short, the answer is reality. I do I do still think that people care, but you know, not, not the people that we know, and even me. I, I, I only, put it this way, I only watched Sex in the City because it came on, if I'm not mistaken, right before The Sopranos. Only reason why I watched it. So I always watch the end. All right, we got to take a break here on the show. We got the Sports Grid 60 coming up next. Just as a reminder for the uh, rest of the week of programming, Davis and I right back here tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern. I'll be off Thursday, so George Kurtz and Davis will preview Thursday Night Football in the NFL. I'll be back on Friday with you here on FST. We'll be right back on Sports Grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, I got to get out of here to watch some playoff baseball, postseason style. Of course, uh, great games today. Hope you guys enjoy them. So before we leave, let's give you this edition of the Sports Grid 60.
So Kadarius Tony, Craig's guy, has this game, 10 catches, 189 yards. And I, I do, I do, you know, the the tweet that I got to do. I, I was wrong. Look, I was straight up wrong about Kadarius Tony. Doesn't matter that he's a little bit too old. Doesn't matter that he wasn't that productive. You know, those things. He just he is gonna be a good NFL wide receiver. And I totally get why people don't do that. Why you don't cop to being wrong about fantasy football. Because what what do you think the responses I get? It's uh, obviously you were wrong, bro. Did you not watch the film? Did you not watch Kadarius Tony at Florida? Of course he was going to be good. Uh, so that's, uh, it was a good reminder to me to, to, uh, to just keep the victory laps, right? On the show, on Twitter, just victory laps from, uh, from this point out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> it won't go well, <laughs> I don't think, in either place. Um, uh, Zaire Wade, the son of Dwayne Wade, uh, has signed with the uh, G League team of the uh, Utah Jazz, which is a friendly reminder that we're about to get the biggest story that's, I think, ever happened in the history of the NBA. We're two years away. Uh, LeBron James and his son are both going to be playing on the Los Angeles Lakers, folks. There's just no getting around this at this point. It is happening. It's one of the biggest stories that's going to ever happen in sports. Arguably the greatest or second greatest athlete in his profession going to play on the same field as his son. I mean, this is like Pete Rose, Pete Rose Jr. Uh, to, to the 10th degree. Uh, but good luck to Zaire Wade, Dwayne Wade. I got to know very well through the years here in South Florida, of course. And shame he had to retire before his son eventually made it to the NBA. That'll do it for the show. Thank you to uh, LTN. Thank you to Spencer for helping out as well. Danny and Ryan for Brett Levy and my co-host Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. I hope you have a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow right here on Fantasy Sports Today. And with that, we will leave you. Make sure you check us out. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on gaming odds and more. The others? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.